Good evening, Family Church Waterside. So here we are again for Sunday Night Local. And as I'm sure you know by now, this is our final Sunday Night Local. So um, yeah, um, it's been uh, great being able to do this with you each Sunday. And we've of course had special guests and time to time, and Wendy's done some, and Josh and Steve and others, and uh, Dan. Um, yeah, it's been just great to be able to connect with you this way on Sunday nights, whilst we haven't had physical gatherings. Um, 19th, Sunday 19th of July was our first one. Um, did we think it would go on quite as long? <laughs> Probably not. Here we are 10 months, 10 months later. Um, so, but here we are for our final Sunday night local and I believe that God's given me a word that's going to really encourage you and challenge you at the same time tonight. So, um, so that's going to be going to be good. And myself and Wendy, we're just so um, excited and we hope you are too. We're just so excited about going back to physical gatherings uh, from this coming Sunday. So just a week, just a week to go. So um, if you're not signed up, I'd encourage you to sign up for this coming Sunday. There's still spaces, spaces left. Um, the still space is open, there's about 18 spaces I think as things stand, um, if you're watching this later on catch up obviously that could be different but live now on Sunday night there's about 18 spaces for this coming Sunday still, um, so that's if you're an adult or if you're bringing a preschool child or it's a young person who's too old for ignition, so that, in other words that's year school, uh, sorry school years 10 or 11 or college years 12 and 13, okay so um, you'll, they will be in the service as well because ignition is year 7, 8 and 9. Okay, if your kids are signed up for Kids Church or Ignition, um, they kind of operate as their own bubbles. Okay, so you don't have to sign them up on a weekly basis. Okay, they, they are just signed up, and yeah, when you come, you, um, they're going to be part of part of Kids Church and Ignition. So, okay, we just just sign them in you know, when you get there as normal. Okay, but for those of us in the main service, because of social distancing, um, you've got to work out you know all the seating, etc., and then we have to know in advance um, who's coming. Okay, so you do need to sign up in advance. Okay, please don't turn up if you haven't signed in. Um, it won't necessarily be the end of the world, but it would be really, really helpful um, if you could sign up um, in advance. And please also, same time, also sign only sign up if you know that you're going to be there. For example, if you're on holiday, then please don't sign up for that Sunday, for example, because obviously it may prevent somebody else from coming. But there's still quite a few spaces left, 18, as I said, um, as I speak. Um, and yeah, let's just be part of it this, this coming Sunday. So that's 3 o'clock. Um, 3 till 4.15, um, Kids Church Ignition is running at the same time, starts at the same time, is running concurrently with the um, with the main service. So we're just really, really excited um, about all that God's going to do. Um, if you were part of our Gather and Build uh, last week, well done if you were. Um, and if you uh, if you weren't able to be part of that, then I'd really encourage you to watch the recording if you haven't already. We sent out a recording um, Monday, I think it was last week. It was emailed and texted out a link for that. So I'd really, it's about an hour, but it's a really good use of your time, real good use of an hour to find out how things how things are going to work, how teams are going to work, how you can get involved. Um, you know, myself, what myself and Wendy believe in God for, what we're doing with Kids Church Ignition, um, what's happening with worship. Um, and we're really going to be focused on worship those first uh, few Sundays in particular because that's what people have missed, um, you know, so much. You know, we've had the opportunity to, to give you lots of teaching um, every Sunday and, and teaching on Sunday mornings as well through the main uh, whole church online service, which has been, which has been awesome. The teaching has been amazing. was amazing again uh, this morning. If you missed this, uh, the, this morning's service, I'd really, really encourage you to, to catch up with that because it was just such a such a faith uh, just a faith-filled message and it will build your faith. Uh, it's just so, so good. So I'd encourage you to, to watch that. Anyway, it's had loads of amazing teaching. But what people have missed so much is just kind of corporate corporate worship. 
know, of course we can worship anywhere. You can worship in your bedroom, you can worship in your car, you can worship just going for a walk. Uh, you, you know, you know what I mean? There's not, there's not only certain places where you can worship, but there's something just very powerful, I believe, um, just about corporate worship, when a whole body of believers come together um, just in, and just just spend time in God's presence and, and focusing on him and you know you can change things in an instant and if you're trust struggling with situations if you're struggling with things that might be going on in your life just it's an instant just an, in an instant it can change just just a just a uh, second in god's presence you know can completely transform your thinking and your and your understanding about those circumstances when we start focusing on who god is and suddenly our circumstances don't seem so big um anymore and it builds it builds faith in us and, and changes us amen so that's what we're going to be very much focusing on so this coming sunday you can still get you can still register uh for that for the for the main service that's adults preschool kids and uh youth in years 10 11 12 or 13 okay um so we've sent out the link a number of times it'll go out again this week um if you can't find it um or you can get it through the app as well and we've got a weekly a weekly sign up for each sunday um, for the main service so you can find all of those on the on, we'll be promoting them on a kind of on a week by week basis but you can find the, the future ones or the next next four or five um you can find um on the app so you can get booked in uh for those as well as i mentioned at gather and build um so there's lots of info but it's all important stuff um as i mentioned at gather and build last week um if you're on team if you're rotated on team for that particular sunday if you're rotated on team for the main service so, um, so if you're on hosting team or the worship team um, then you'll automatically be registered, okay? Because obviously we don't want um, you to get forgotten. <laughs> we want to make sure that, you know, obviously team members are all there, okay? So you will automatically get registered, but your your spouse won't automatically get registered, for example, if you have, um, okay, so you still need to register your families, not not, not kids, if they're in kids' church, but you still need to register the rest of your families. But if you're actually on team yourself, um, then you won't need to register on that particular week. So I hope that all makes sense. If you have any questions, uh, please text me, email me, um, yeah, and yeah, we'll, we'll answer, your, answer your questions. Obviously, this is something we've not had to do in this way before, where you have to register um, in advance, but I'm sure you understand why, um, you know, because of the whole situation with, you know, uh, the COVID, COVID guidelines, etc. So, yeah, let's believe for great stuff. Um, it's just going to be an amazing time in the presence of God this coming Sunday um, at, at three o'clock. And, of course, as guidelines allow, we'll be able to... Um, you know, get everybody in on 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 a Sunday in the kids' church. Be able to start in in the service, and then go out after a certain time, like we do in a normal normal way, as government restrictions um, allow. And we're starting teas and coffees, all that kind of stuff. So obviously, we keep an eye on what government uh, government are saying um, as well. Okay, praise God, praise God. So okay, there you go. There's nothing info for you. Okay, so get signed up. And we also sent out a link for team sign-up as well. Of course, Kids Church, Ignition and Hosting Team are already kind of off the ground. If you still want to get involved in any of those, whether at this point or in a future point, um, then you can still get sign, signed up for that. So we sent the team sign-up link. And there's also an opportunity to sign up. Other teams aren't um, available yet, like Teas and Coffees, as I said, what we're going to call the hospitality team. It used to be called the Java team. Um, you can get signed up for that and we'll relaunch that as soon as uh, guidelines allow okay so great stuff so any questions um let us know praise god right let's get into let's get into the word of god so i want to encourage you this evening okay let's pray first thank you lord thank you lord god thank you lord thank you lord for all that you've done through sunday night local lord over the last 10 months lord we thank you for the great teaching lord that lord that we've heard lord we thank you you've been able to connect lord online um in this way and you've encouraged us and, and built our faith and all that you've done lord through these 
uh, through these times, Lord God. And we just commit tonight again to you. I pray you to speak into our hearts, Lord. And we're just so excited about, Lord, gathering again, Lord, from this coming Sunday. I pray you just have your way. Just do what you need to do you know, in the life of our church. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay, praise God. So, so I want to talk tonight about uh, Joshua and Caleb, and I want to bring bring out some truth and just some stuff that's going to just bless you um, this evening. So, the background to this story um, in the Old Testament in the um, is the Israelites, as you I'm sure you all know, as recorded in the Book of Exodus, the Israelites were in slavery for 400 years, and God miraculously set them free and used Moses. Um, to do that and there were the, the kind of the famous or infamous <laughs> 10 plagues of Egypt and finally Pharaoh the king of Egypt finally relented after the 10th the 10th plague and let the Israelites go then he tried then he then he chased after them followed them and God miraculously parted the Red Sea and were able to go and the, all the Israelites were get, able to get through the Red Sea um, and when Pharaoh's army followed them then the kind of sea miraculously swallowed them up so kind of dealt with it so one they escaped and two all their enemies were dealt with all in one, all in one go, because God had given them the promise um, of the promised land, and this goes right back to Abraham. I'm sure you know, and it was a promise to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. It ends up being start being fulfilled uh, around this around this era. So, so Moses leads the Israelites through the through the wilderness um, for a bit, and then they kind of get to the edge of the promise of the promised land. And so, at this at this stage, I'm going to read from the book of Numbers. Um, the Israelites are right on the verge of entering the promised land. So the promise given right back to Abraham hundreds of years before. This is the God's promise was now, it was now God's desire for this promise to be fulfilled. It was kind of, it didn't quite be, get fulfilled at this point as, as we'll discover, as, as you know. Um, but there's some, just some stuff I want to draw out of that tonight. So there's, there's two guys, two of Moses, um, kind of like right hand men, right hand men, um, as it were, um, called Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua is is almost like a, a, a foreshadow or a type, as often used in Bible circles as a word that's used, is like a type of Jesus. I'm sure many of you know Yeshua, which is where we get the name Joshua from, is the same name as Jesus. They're two different names in English, but in Hebrew, Yeshua, Joshua and Jesus are the same name, meaning the Lord saves. And you know, and the way that Joshua ends up leading um, the Israelites, as you can read about in the book of Joshua, um, kind of clues in the name um is you know there's so much spiritual truth about that the way that joshua kind of you know leads the people in the way that jesus jesus leads us and yeah there's loads of loads of great stuff and the promised land we now have as as christians a spiritual promised land uh, that we've entered okay but i want to talk about that but i don't want to talk so much about joshua as amazing as joshua is i want to talk a little bit more about uh, caleb um, so joshua and caleb are kind of friends but both both great people and so the Israelites at this stage were on the verge of entering the promised land. And I'm sure many of you know the story that Moses decides to send out 12, 12 guys. And they're actually leaders from each tribe. They weren't like 12 random people, just 12 people like, oh, you know, pick me. <laughs> there were 12 guys that Moses picked. So 12 of his best guys. Uh, one leader from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent them out to explore the land and to bring back a report. So basically it was to bring back a report, sorry. So basically it was like a recon mission. Um, you know, as the army would call it, basically to find out recon reconnaissance, to find out where people are at, where where are the enemies, where are the cities, uh, what what does it look like? Okay, um, and that was the purpose of it, just to find out, find out information. God had given this great promise of going into the promised land, and they were just finding out information. 
Now, as you, as you, I'm sure you know, it's 10 spies. Uh, it didn't go well <laughs> with 10 spies. Um, when they kind of did their recon uh, report, it wasn't good. But Joshua and Caleb were, were very, very different and felt very different about the situation. So let's, let's read this. Numbers 13, 25 to 33. After exploring the land for 40 days, so the 12 spies, the 12 uh, men were sent out for 40 days. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported the whole community what they'd seen and showed the fruit they'd taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We enter the land you sent us to explore and is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. It's very, very slippery and sticky at the same time. It's flowing with milk and flowing with honey. But what it's talking about is it's talking about God's, God's provision. God was going to provide for them in every way. It's, um, it's bountiful with, with, with food. So here is the kind of fruit it produces. So they brought some examples of the fruit. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live there, the Negev, and the Hittites, there's all the ites here, and the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. So, so there's 12 spies being sent in, and 10 of the spies, they brought back this report saying, yes, it's a land for milk and honey, it's bountiful provision, it's amazing, look at the size of this fruit, it's, it's incredible. But then there were giants there, and there's Amalekites there, and there's Hittites there, and there's all our enemies of the Canaanites there. And they're all along the all along the coast, and they're all along the valley, and and they're even in the hill country. Basically, they're they're everywhere, and you know, answer so was not a good report, right? But it's the verse thirty, it's Numbers thirteen, verse thirty. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's so Caleb had a very very different thought process and outlook on the situation, and rose up in faith. Let's go at once to take the land. Caleb said, "We can certainly conquer it." Verse 31, but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. This is a kind of, this is a kind of BB1. <laughs> this is so helpful. Um, we can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we travelled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. These, these are not kind of leaders you want, right? Um, all the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. I don't know how they knew what they thought. But anyway. It was more about their own kind of self-esteem and, and lack of faith in, in God and, and God's promise. Anyway, and, and sadly, people end up listening to the, to the bad reports. There's millions of Israelites saying that the, this, this rumour spreads, spreads through the Israelites, as it often did. If you kind of read through um, the whole journey in the wilderness, there was often rumours that it would spread through the Israelites like wildfire. Anyway, so people listen to the bad report. Caleb's good report was totally different. Now, we can certainly conquer it. If God is, this is what, just to kind of paraphrase, and where Caleb was at, you know, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God's given us this promise, maybe there are giants there, but we can, we can take, surely take the land. It is a bountiful place. This is the promise given to Abraham hundreds, hundreds of years before, centuries before. This is, this is us fulfilling the promise that God has for us as, as a Jewish nation. We can certainly conquer it because God is going to be with us. We're not doing it in our own strength. We're doing it in the strength that God gives us. Yeah, so, so Caleb and Joshua as well, but Caleb, remember, was specifically focusing on tonight, had a very, very different, uh, different attitude. So, but sadly, um, as, as kind of gossip spread, sadly, um, <laughs> certainly in these circles, amongst the Israelites often did, 
Then fear filled the heart of the people, and they started to get really angry with Moses, and, and even and got so angry, that, which is this is ridiculous, but they got so angry they even wished they stayed in Egypt. Like, Moses, why don't you just leave us in Egypt? It was so much better there, <laughs> which is obviously was nonsense. They were treated like slaves, treated like dirt. It was just horrendous, and, you know, beaten and um, totally mistreated. They had no kind of freedoms or rights or anything else. Anyway, but some of them got angry and just wished they stayed in Egypt, and then Moses... Just ask for forgiveness from God on behalf of all the people because Moses is like, God is, God is not going to be okay with this. God has done all these amazing miracles and put them for the Red Sea and through the wilderness. And, and here we are on the verge of this, this promise to Abraham being fulfilled. And, and the people are just kind of against it, wish they were back in Egypt, wish God hadn't even rescued them. It's ridiculous. But Moses asked for forgiveness on behalf of the people and God, being a God of mercy, um, you know, brings forgiveness. This is in Numbers 14, verse 20 to 24. Then the Lord said, so, so Moses asked for forgiveness on behalf of the people, then this continues. Then the Lord said, I will, says to Moses, I will pardon them as you have requested. But as surely as I live and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will ever enter that land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never even see the land I swore to their ancestors. Not, none of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. Amen. He certainly did. He has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of the land. Now turn around and don't go on toward the land where the Amalekites and Canaanites live. Tomorrow you must set out for the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea. So sadly, none of that generation, literally not one of that generation of the Israelites, ended up ending, entering sorry, the promised land, just like God has said. They'd all seen the amazing miracles that, that God had used and, and, and miraculously delivered them, miraculously provided for them in so many different ways. But they still would not listen to and trust God. You can see the, the battle that's going on here between fear, fear and faith. You know, I've talked about this before, and obviously in our world right now, we're talking a lot about vaccines and, and you know, COVID vaccines. You know, faith is a vaccine for fear. Fear is, fear is a disease. Fear is the issue. But faith is a vaccine that, that deals that deals with fear once and for all. So this is kind of the battle that's going on going on here. Caleb and, and Joshua as well, men of, men of great faith. It's like, if God has said it, then it's going to happen. Whereas um, the spies and all the other millions of Israelites would just operate out of, out of fear. So in verse 24, we just read, God said that Caleb had a different attitude, or some translations say a different spirit. So he had a different attitude or different spirit. It was just totally different in, in the way he thought about the situation, the way he looked at the situation, his, his spiritual insight into the situation. Amen. His trust in God in the situation. So he, he remained loyal um, and trusted that if God had promised they would enter and take the land, that God would be totally faithful to that promise. And then God promised, we just read, he promised to Caleb that he and his descendants would end up taking full possession of the land because of that different spirit. Now, there's kind of a lot of background, a lot of, lot of scripture um, you know, to get to this point. But what I want to really draw out of this and just to encourage you with it and challenge you at the same time tonight is to talk about the fact that Caleb had a pioneering spirit. That Caleb had a pioneering spirit. He had a different spirit, a different, a different attitude, but he had very much had a pioneering spirit. Now, what is, you may be thinking, well, what is a pioneer? Well, according to the dictionary, a pioneer can mean two different things. It can mean one of the first people to settle in a new territory. Or secondly, it can mean a person or group that originates or helps open a, line of, a new line of thought or activity 
for a new method or technical development. Okay, so one of the first persons per people to settle in, in a new territory or a person who kind of has a new thought or a new method or new technical uh, development. You kind of see that in our, in our world, don't we, with pioneers of, um, you know, pioneers of technology and the way technology is, is massively changed you know, with, with, with the internet um, and smartphones in the last 25 years, our world has radically changed and there'll be people who have, who have pioneered who have pioneered that. They were the first people, first people to do it. Um, so, or it could be the first person to settle in a new territory. In a historical example, you've got the, the American pioneers and the American pioneers were the, were the um, kind of descendants of Europeans who'd gone there and they decided kind of to spread west into, into the land and to, and to take that land for themselves, kind of the new frontier, as it was called. They were the first people to settle in, in that territory. Now, I know the historical realities that some of the land was taken off the Native Americans, and that's obviously not good uh, in a historical context, obviously. But I just want to draw out the point that they were, they were pioneers, and there was the gold rush in California, and this big migration happened from uh, east to west, United States, where people and people were all given acres of land, and if they were first to get there, you got to pick the first spot, and all that kind of stuff, so they were the first kind of pioneers. Um, okay. So it's one of the first to settle in a new territory or a personal group that originates a new line of thought or a new method or technical development, okay? But in this particular context, uh, now with Caleb, um, he was the first to settle in a new territory. He was the first to go into the new territory along with, along with Joshua. And also he very much had a new line of thought or activity. He wasn't inventing technical <laughs> developments. He wasn't inventing technical stuff um, or methods. But what he did have is he very much had a new line of thought or activity, whatever anyone else thinks, they're going to think what they think, but I'm going to think completely differently. He had a pioneer spirit. So in a Christian sense, a pioneer is someone who's determined to step into all that God has for them. And in other words, to step into new territory and is open to God doing things in new and fresh ways. When we talk about new methods and new thoughts, is open to God doing new things, doing things, sorry, in new and fresh ways on their journey with him. So a Christian pioneer is someone determined to step into all that God has for them to take a new territory and open to God doing things on new and fresh ways in their life, on their journey with him. There's a big difference between pioneers and, and, and settlers. Um, you know, you can look at the historic context of what happened in the United States. So some people who settled, they, get to a, they got to a bit of land and, and they settled there and they stayed there. But there are others who are like, no, we want to be pioneers or we've heard about gold. Um, we've heard about there's gold in those hills. Um, we're going to go to California. We're going to get there and kind of make our fortune. There's just some people that settled and some people that, that kept going and end up and those that ended up keep uh, keep going in many cases ended up becoming uh, wealthy and getting the best land because they didn't settle. They're like, no, I'm not going to settle until I get to where um, you know get to the best place and where the gold is, right? So there's a difference in pioneers and settlers. So when it comes to church and the things of God, we all very much need a pioneering mentality to always be determined to take new territory uh, for God. And Caleb kept a pioneering spirit. He was, he was just a great man, a great godly man. He kept a pioneering spirit throughout his entire life. He was absolutely set on entering the promised land. It didn't matter what others said or did, what their thought processes were, but it did matter, it did matter to Caleb. But in the sense of, you know, they could do whatever they did. But for, as for Caleb, he was going to, you know, enter the promised land. Like Joshua himself, he said, as for me and my house, uh, we're going to serve the Lord. He was a man of a different spirit as well, and good friends with Caleb. Okay, so, you know, the land was flowed with milk and honey. As we said, it represents blessing and it represents provision 
and, and Caleb's thoughts were, you know, this is, this is what God's given. Look at this blessing and provision. Surely we can take this land. God had promised it and that was enough for Caleb. He didn't need to know any, need any more. He wasn't looking through, through natural eyes. He was looking through spiritual eyes. Remember, we walk by faith and, and not by sight. What is unseen uh, is more real you know, than, what is, than what is seen. Amen. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and powers in heavenly realms. And, you know, Caleb understood all this stuff. Like if God was with him, then who could be against him? Amen. You know, giants, giants or no giants, nothing was going to stop the promises of God as far as Caleb was concerned. And, and, and in Caleb's attitude was others may choose to settle, but he was going to be a pioneer for God. He was going to take new ground. If other people want to settle in the wilderness, well, what, what can you even say to that? I don't, I don't really even know whether you start that conversation. If you want to settle in a dry and barren land when you've got this amazing land that God has promised you, um, you know, I don't know what to even say to that, really. Um, so if others, what Caleb was saying, if others may choose to settle, that's up to them, but I'm going to be a pioneer for God. I'm going to take new ground on all that he's promised me. You know, imagine if Caleb and, and Joshua as well, imagine if they'd had the spirit of settlers. You know, the reality is the whole course of Israelite history um, would have been totally different because they wouldn't have entered the promised land. You know, being a pioneer, having a pioneer spirit, it can be scary because it means doing things that someone hasn't done before. Remember, it's about taking new territory or thinking in new ways. It may be a reality that people have never done it before. That might be true. No one's ever done it before, but that doesn't mean to say it's not right. If God's calling us to do it, let's, let's go for it. You know, a pioneer doesn't take the easy option they take god's option but not the easy option amen you know sometimes in life and it is true in the christian life we just have to feel the fear and do it anyway and i've talked about this before in in, in preachers before but the reality that everyone feels fear but the people who overcome are the people who feel that fear that same fear but they rise up in faith and they do it anyway and that's the people that god uses and who is successful for him who completely trust him it's not so much about the fear remember faith is the vaccine for the fear you've just got to keep rising up in faith and that will be the antidote to this this disease disease of fear you may feel that same fear uh, in your kind of in your emotions but just do it anyway keep trusting god and rise up in faith you know the reality is everyone feels fear but successful people feel that same fear but just but just get on with it you know that is an example of a pioneering spirit Praise God. So pioneers are also people who are open to God doing things in new and fresh ways. Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, God says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Amen. So the pioneers want to take new territory, but they also trust God to do things in new ways. It might be new ways. It could be unexpected ways. It could be something that no one's ever done before. But if God's asking us to do it, let's go for it. But God is always saying, see, I'm doing a new thing. You know, and, and the first city the Israelites took in the Jericho, of course. And, and God asked the Israelites to do some new things. Some things they'd never, ever done before. It may, it may have looked crazy. The people who are watching inside Jericho may have thought it was crazy. You know, God asked them to march around the city for seven days. And then at the end of the seventh day to shout at the top of their voices. And as they did that, then, then you know, God supernaturally, miraculously made the walls of Jericho. Uh, fall down they didn't even have to they didn't even have to fight and they were able to take that take that first city you know that was definitely pioneer thinking amen god was giving them pioneer thinking amen and and, and thankfully the israelites um you know chose to accept it when they did end up going um into the promised land at a later stage but the first land they took was jericho but but joshua and caleb had a different 
spirit that just trusted God. And if God's going to do things in new ways, then we're going to trust him. Amen. They certainly never done things in that way before. So what I want to just just kind of challenge you with is, is do we have a pioneering spirit? Do we have a pioneering spirit? As we transition now back to physical gatherings after after 14, 14 months since we last last met, as we transition back to physical gatherings since we last met on a Sunday, are we ready to take on the new spiritual ground that God has for us as a church? I believe that God has got so much territory he wants us to take um, in the spiritual realm. Amen? So are we ready for that? Are we ready for God to do all that he wants to do? Have we got the attitude of a settler or the attitude of a pioneer? And I believe God wants us all to be pioneers, not just not to myself and Wendy, not just the church leaders, but for every single person within the congregation to be a peer person of a different spirit, a different attitude, a pioneer spirit. Amen? Are we ready to allow God to do things in our church in new and unexpected ways? Maybe God's going to do things in very different different ways. I mean, a lot has changed over the last year. Maybe church is going to look a bit different and God's going to do things in, in fresh ways and maybe unexpected ways. But are we, are we ready for that? Ready for God to do all that he wants to do in us and through us, both as individuals and, and through us as, as a church body and church family. So God wants remember those two dictionary definitions of pioneer. To, to take new ground and to do things in new ways. You know, the sad reality in this, this story that we've been talking about is millions of Israelites missed out on the promised land just purely because their spirit wasn't right, because they, because they had a settler spirit and not a pioneer spirit. How, how, how sad is that? That was a reality. It was never God's intention for them. May that never, ever be us. May we always carry the spirit of a pioneer. So let's continue the story. Time's going quick, as it always does. Let's, let's continue the story. So that generation of the Israelites uh, passed away, as God said they would, and it ended up being 45 years later, crazy, 45 years later before Caleb and Joshua end up entering the promised land and a whole new generation. God said that that generation would pass away and, and they all did. And all that time, Caleb kept that same pioneering spirit, even though they hadn't entered the promised land. And he was going to do amazing things for God in the promised land. He's talked about Jericho that ends up happening when they enter the promised land, the fresh and new ways that God did things in unexpected ways. But at this stage, he just had to be very, very patient. But through it all, kept a pioneering spirit the entire time. Continued to trust God. It must, you know, it could have been so easy just to get frustrated, kind of think, when's it ever going to happen? But he just completely trusted God through it all. Amen. He kept that pioneering spirit the whole time. Let's read about this in Joshua uh, 14 verse 6 to 16 it says this so this is after the 45 years that generation passed away in the wilderness here we are 45 years later a delegation from the tribe of Judah led by Caleb son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite came to Joshua at Gilgal Caleb said to Joshua remember what the Lord said to Moses a man of God about you and me when we were at Kadesh Barnea I was 40 years old when Moses the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan so that's talking about the the 12 spies that were sent in, as we talked about earlier. I returned and I gave an honest report, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So that day Moses solemnly promised me, the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever, because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Verse 10. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive. This is Caleb talking. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and, and, and well, as he promised for all these 45 years since Moses made this promise. 
even when Israel wandered in the wilderness. So all this time they've been in the wilderness and, and just Caleb was still being patient, was still trusting God. We knew that the promise that they would have the promised land and just continue just to, just to trust him uh, through it all. Isn't that amazing? Continue to have a pioneering spirit. Amen. Whilst that generation, sadly, the, the generation of settler spirits passed away, um, they continue to keep the right attitude and the right spirit and trust in God. So let's continue, verse 10. So today I'm 85 years old. So he, maybe he's 40 at the time they were, it had been God's plan for them to enter the promised land because the people rebelled. It was 45 years later. He's now 85 uh, years old. I'm, verse 11, I'm as strong now. As, look at his faith again. His, what a great spirit he has. I'm as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. And I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me the hill country the Lord promised me. You remember that as scouts we found his descendants of Anak living there in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land, just as the Lord said. So Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave Hebron to him as his portion of the land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Amen. Wow. So he ends up inheriting all that God had promised for him and all the conversations he had with Moses at the time about which bits of land he was going to get here it is fulfilled 45 years later so in finally inherits the land that God promised at the ripe old age of 85 and what's so amazing how it's just his pioneering spirit is just so evident and you see that in those words that we just read that he gave to Joshua I'm as strong now as when Moses sent me out to spy the land I don't know whether it's physically he was as strong because um, he was 85 but he's speaking that in faith I'm as strong now I'm still believing for the future I'm still a pioneer I believe that God has still got great plans ahead for me I can still travel and fight as well as I could then if we're going to have to go into battle I can still be as strong now I can still be as strong in God as I was 45 years ago what, two other more statements he makes give me the hill country that the Lord promised me he was still very much standing on that promise and then talk about the giants, the facing the giants, the very giants that, that the people had, had, you know, just become filled with fear. Caleb said, if the Lord is with me, I will drive the descendants of Anak out of that land. What a great example he is to us. And there's such a freshness in his passion as well. Here he is at the ripe old age, I said of 85, but there's still such a freshness in, in his attitude and his pioneer spirit. You know, age doesn't matter when it comes to having the spirit of a pioneer. It's not in any way age related. You're never too old and you're never too young to step into all that God has for your life. It's about having a pioneer spirit, of trusting him, trusting him to do things in new ways and step into all the territory he has for you. So as we, as we transition back to our physical gatherings, let's carry a pioneer spirit. Let's believe God for the impossible. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. I don't know about you, but I can imagine a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff that God can do. But God can do immeasurably more even than that. Let's believe God for the impossible. Let's believe as a, as a church, as we go back to physical gatherings, that he will give us our inheritance. We're entering into the promised land of all that he has for us as a church. You know, all the people that we're going to see saved, we're believing that we're going to have a building and God's going to give us a building in our community. And God's just going to do some incredible things and he's going to do miracles and, and signs and wonders and do amazing stuff in our worship. And he's going to do amazing stuff in our kids' church and ignition. They're going to grow into the children, children of God that, that God desires them uh, to be. And he's going to do amazing things in their life as, as they trust him and step out into all that he, all that God has for them. Let's believe for amazing things as we step back into church let's not be people that ever shrink back let's not people be people that ever settle 
over the last year, obviously, it's been a very unusual year. And in one sense, it's been hard not to settle in one sense, because it's, it's, of course, we've had the online service and it's been brilliant. It's been great to be able to connect in that way. But some of you might have felt like we're just kind of settling and just kind of, well, just, just waiting. But, you know, as we go back to physical gatherings, let's carry a pioneer spirit. Let's believe God for new territory. Let's believe that no enemy, the enemy, Satan, cannot defeat us. Now, that God, uh, sorry, Jesus promised that he'd build his church. And Pastor Andy talked about this this morning, that, that he will build his church and the gates of Hades himself, the gates of hell cannot overcome it. I mean, no enemy can defeat us. No, no giant, Satan himself or any of his demons or hordes, they cannot defeat what God wants to do. Let's believe that for Family Church Waterside and all the great churches that are across our, our community and our area, that, that no enemy can defeat us. That we will step into all the territory that he has for us. You know, but there is an onus on us. Because just like there was with the, with the uh, Israelites as they're about to enter the Promised Land, of course God could have just taken them all in anyway, but God wanted to, wanted to take them in full of faith and believe in the impossible. He needed people of faith. You know, that, that would believe him for the impossible, that would believe that they could take down all the giants and it ends up using, of course, Joshua and Caleb to lead the people in. But let's believe as a church, family church, wars that God's got a great inheritance for us, a promised land, a land flow with milk and honey of blessing and, and provision, that God will give us that inheritance. And let's be open to God doing things in new ways and unexpected ways to have fresh thinking, have that pioneer spirit in our mindset as well. Amen. Just myself and Wendy just so excited about regathering uh, you know, with you all uh, from next week and just believe in just for amazing, amazing things. But let's carry a pioneer spirit. Let's step into all that God has for us. Let's believe amazing things, you know, for your own children and for our children across the church, for, for our youth in, in our worship and all that's happening in us as a church and his guidelines, you know, kind of relax and more and more different things we can do, start doing stuff out in the community and and let's believe for people to be saved during this time. I know some of you are inviting your friends and bringing them to church and that's, that's awesome and you know, it's belief for great things, that, that God, God's house would just be a place of salvation, a place of miracles, a place of healings, a place of signings, signs and wonders, a place where people connect with God, where people's thought processes are changed, where people's circumstances are changed, where people may come in one way and may feel downcast and may feel burdened, but they go out completely free and their whole mindset will be free. People may come with mental health issues, they'll go out completely free. They may come with physical issues, but they'll go out completely free. Let's believe for that, amen? that God wants us to take new territory for him. Let's carry the spirit of a pioneer. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for these great characters in the Bible, Lord, and Lord, this example they are to us and all that we can learn for their, for their lives, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, we'll just learn from, learn from Caleb and the way he was a man of a different attitude, a different spirit, a, a pioneer spirit. And I pray as we, as we transition now back to physical gatherings from next Sunday, Lord God, that, Lord, that, Lord, we all carry that same spirit of a pioneer. Lord, we will be determined to, to step into all you have for us, Lord, as a, in our individual lives and for us as a church body, a church family. Lord God, give us new territory, we pray. Enlarge our tents, we pray, Lord God. Lord, I pray you just do things in new ways, do things in fresh ways. I pray there'll be such freshness, Lord, this coming Sunday. Do things in unexpected ways, do things, Lord, we never would have expected for. We want to believe you for big things, Lord, but just, Lord, blow us away, Lord, by what you actually do. Lord, may go way beyond, and you see, you've promised, Lord, you do far more than we can ask or imagine. Lord, do things in fresh ways, I pray. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we're so excited about what you're going to do as we gather together again. Lord, bless our kids, Lord, bless, bless ignition, where they all grow, Lord, into the people that you desire them to be, the young people, Lord, that you desire them to be. Lord, may they just know the purpose, Lord, your purpose for their lives, Lord God. 
that you created them for a reason, Lord. You have great purpose for them. You have calling for them in, in their lives, Lord God. May they step into all you have for them. May they take new territory for you, Lord. May they be a light in the darkness in their schools and colleges. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're so excited about what you're going to do. We just look forward with expectant hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. So I trust that's spoken into your life and it's encouraged you and, and challenged you as well this evening. It's often, so often the word of God does encourage us and on the other side challenges us at the same time. But I trust that that has received and let's carry that um, into our weeks. And, and don't forget to get signed up. We're still, as I record this on Sunday nights, there's still 18 spaces uh, left. Okay, so um, you can still get signed up uh, for the main service at three o'clock. I'd encourage you to arrive about 10 to three as well because um, we need to get you signed in and there's kids to sign in etc and you have to because of track and trace you have to sign your name etc um, you know when you get there so um, it takes slightly longer than normal so I encourage you to get there by 10 to 3 um, and don't forget there's no parking on site unless you're elderly or disabled just because there's very few parking spaces that's the only reason um, at the URC so unless you're elderly or disabled of course you can park there but otherwise um, you'll need to park in one of the public car parks um, or one of the nearby streets I'm sure you'll um, I'm sure you know Hive pretty well and you know where to park so that'd be great but we, yeah we're just so looking forward to seeing you all uh, next Sunday so have a really, really blessed week and yes we'll see you soon we often say we'll see you soon we literally will uh, see you